0: Welcome to Think Big, a podcast featuring insights and ideas from some of the world's brightest, most collaborative, talented, and passionate people, our employees. Amazing things can happen when you take a moment to think differently and reframe your perspective. New ideas bubble up, we begin to untangle problems, and we evolve. Join me, Meredith Muscolo, as I uncover stories from across Team Nuance that will inspire and challenge you to think big.
1: Passion is a shorthand for grit. It's not easy to go from idea all the way out to a delivered product. And so what we find as a common thread is that people who have a passion for something, they're the ones who are willing to kind of put in the work and overcome the obstacles.
2: You'll get to, like, fail, fail, you know, but then from those fails, you then find, like, the next cool thing. You could tell when somebody has passion in something, and you can definitely tell when somebody doesn't have passion in something. You know, when I think about it, I I really think about, like, almost like your fingerprint, right? So it's like, it's an extension of
0: yourself. That's Chris Templeman, who leads the New England Arm of the Garage, which is a worldwide program that drives a culture of innovation at Microsoft, and Jessica Lau, who leads the chief technology office at Nuance, where she helps bring teams together to execute on strategic R&D initiatives that advance our innovation and growth. Innovation is one of the biggest buzzwords, but what does it actually take to innovate? Today, I'm talking with Chris and Jessica about the process of innovation, from inception to experimentation to development and how failures we experience along the way can help us discover an even better solution. Jessica and Chris, welcome to Think Big. Hi, Meredith. Thanks for having me.
1: Super excited to be here and talk about Hackathon.
0: So you both spend your days helping to create conditions where innovation and new ideas can thrive. It sounds like such a big job, even just saying it. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about your roles and how you achieve that?
2: Yeah, so I'm at the office of the CTO in Nuance, and what we do here is actually bring a lot of different teams together on new initiatives that are coming across the organization. So things that, you know, the standard business is running, you know, all the different aspects and, you know, there's all these new things that might come in. We're looking at those aspects, bringing them into the organization.
1: Yeah. And my role, I I work at the garage at Microsoft and I do have a good job and I help people move their ideas forward. And the primary mechanism that we use is hackathons. So we take people out of their day job and give them time and space to try new things. And hackathons are a great opportunity to do that.
0: That's cool. I mean, just hearing both of you talk about your jobs it's cool to have you both on a podcast about this. <laughs> like, what better people to talk about than than you guys. So how how did you both get into this line of work? I mean, it's very specific type of work that you both
1: do. For me, I'd like to believe it was kind of luck and happenstance. So prior to being at Microsoft, I've been at Microsoft for three years. But prior to that, I was very entrepreneurial. And so... I, at different points, had attempted to start businesses, ran my own business for a while, and ended up, what I really enjoy is that kind of inception moment. Where do the ideas come from? How do ideas come to be in working with small teams? And so when I had an opportunity to to work at a large company... And work on ideas. I was like, "This is a new space for me. I would love to do that." So that's that's how I, it came to be for me.
2: Yeah, for me, I started in the lab as a chemist, actually. So I started my career, you know, working in a lab, trying to create new products. I was working at Hewlett Packard at the time, and I was very interested, actually, to see like how do these products actually get more into the hands of customers. And so I started to really. Start to bridge out to, um, folks at HP labs as well as with the user experience team and hardware teams to really look at the intersection of the different products that we were developing and then soon got very interested in software. And so what was always interesting to me is actually this like cross section of all these disciplines. And I really loved being right in the middle of that. And so. One of my favorite things was to really think about spinning up new projects and new initiatives across the organization, forging new collaborations, you know, ones that somebody's not making for you, but you're making for yourself and, you know, for the team. And those have been my favorite projects. And so that's what I really love about Hackathon as well, is just like bringing your own project and your own sweat and tears to, to the process.
1: I did not know, Jessica, that you started <laughs> as a chemist. Um, yeah. I actually, you know, I studied physics in school and what got me doing product development was I was in labs and I realized the thing I like most is like the instrumentation and building new ways of doing the science. So super interesting that we share that, that we started kind of in labs.
2: Yeah. Knowing the fundamental, like how you build something, but then realizing like, well, how do you actually bring this, what you built to like the next step or the next level, right? And then realizing it's not just you, you need the team, you need like the marketing person, you need like the UX person, you know, the program manager, right? And kind of thinking about just like the scale of how you actually really bring things from like total concept to like a product.
0: It's so interesting that both of you had this start in labs and didn't <laughs> didn't realize that there's gotta be something about that, that that's that rings true for innovation and thinking of problem solving and, and and looking at things in different ways. I think that's really interesting that you both share that. So one of the things that also is so great to see is just how similarly Microsoft and Nuance think about innovation. Uh, We're both really focused on making what matters. I know we've talked about that. And recently I had the opportunity to speak with Susie Kanzer from Microsoft. She's the head of the Microsoft Global Hackathon, shameless plug for my recent podcast. And she talked about passion hacking, which, you know, you're both technologists, passion hacking. How does that resonate with you? Like, does that make you excited? Is that part of this whole innovation process? How do you think that that plays in?
1: I I think passion is a shorthand for grit and kind of following through when there's challenges. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear people, I mean, we talk about it in the garage and when I hear passion, okay. it's not easy to go from idea all the way out to a delivered product. And so what we find as a common thread is that people who have a passion for something, they're the ones who are willing to kind of put in the work and overcome the obstacles. And so I think that's a, a shorthand way of saying, like, it's either something intrinsic, there's something you have an affinity towards, whether it's sustainability or a philanthropic effort, or a lot of a personal passion of, like, You're doing, you're building something to solve a challenge that's for a relative or a friend or yourself. But in all those cases, if you really believe in kind of making the solution and getting through, you're going to be able to get through this kind of development process. Because I think if we're honest with ourselves, a majority of ideas don't make it to market. You have to have that growth mindset where it's saying it's okay to experiment. Because most of the time, your initial idea wasn't exactly on point and you need to pivot.
2: Totally. I hear that. You'll get to like fail, fail, you know, but then from those fails, you then find like the next cool thing. I love that idea of just building on what Chris said around grit and knowing that not everything will pan out. I think the process of it actually brings the positive, you know, feeling that you get after you've done something that you, you actually put passion in. You know, like you could tell when somebody has passion in something and you can definitely tell when somebody doesn't have passion in something. When I think about it, I, I really think about like almost like your fingerprint. Right. So it's like it's an extension of yourself and of what you value and what you do. And even though, you know, you might, it might sound like picking up this particular cause might be a passion that may be shared with others. It's just how you do it, what you do, you know, how you choose the different tools and materials, like that's all yourself. And so it's like really great celebration, I think of like individual and bringing that to the community, which is exciting.
1: Yeah. I mean, just to double down what you're saying in terms of like, you can see it in people when people are passionate and you're mentioning like you often need other people to help you out. I think that's another trait in terms of moving an idea forward is that if you're passionate about something, there's kind of two things. There's probably someone else in the world Absolutely. that shares that passion. And and by sharing it, other people who already have that affinity might, might, come on and it's going to make that that project it's going to make that idea better and then the other thing is just your enthusiasm like having enthusiasm people might not at the current moment share that uh, passion but people want to be around other people who are enthusiastic and so that helps build out a team of people and you're gonna you're gonna have much greater chance of success building something with others than you are building alone
0: yeah i think it's interesting like that's another outshoot of the hackathon is like you get to find those people that have that weird passion for that one thing that you that you both want to solve this thing. And I think that shared passion is something that you might not have found had you not participated in something like this hackathon. Um, you might have just been going about it all by yourself on your team and, you know, putting together teams that are diverse. You're going to meet lots of people
1: and, of course, better working as one like that. To double down on that, from the standpoint of our tool, which we use to run the hackathon called Hackbox, we ask people when they sign up to be a hacker to put in your skills. And that usually falls, the tags are usually falls like, hey, I know C-sharp, or I'm a program manager, I know program management. And so it's within what you're doing for your day job. But we also ask for your interests. And you'll see all sorts of things from lego to barbecue and sometimes those affinities and those uh interests are what bring people together and then you have a team and so when you're passionate about a cause or you're passionate about a product and you put it out in the world you're going to have people come together it's okay to put out there what you're interested in because there's other people and there's different ways that we can connect with people then
2: just want to add on that a little bit, just thinking about like what this all can bring, especially for nuance participating at the Microsoft hackathon. There's this like bigger world that we've just now been able to step into. We used to, you know, have our hackathons and we've had so much success from them in the past few years, you know, with all the amazing projects that we've had across the company and then, you know, on speech recognition and NLP. And as we think about all the Microsoft tooling and capabilities. Now people can just go beyond the stuff that, that they do on a daily basis, but can kind of reach out to all of these other areas. So it's also connecting that, that limitless ability
0: so I know we both have had hackathons, like we Nuance has had hackathons, Microsoft has your annual hackathon, and that you've both been deeply involved in both of them. So I would wondering, like I know I love looking back at the old moments of what were the coolest Make What Matters moments as you look back on both of those hackathons?
1: I would say there's so many projects and so many moments, it's like... Asking what your favorite child is. It's just something, (laughs) you know. Uh, You know, I'm I'm trying to think through the projects and things that I've seen. Um, Near and dear are projects that come out of, I I work out of our Cambridge office. And so most recently, I would would say, you know, one of our software developers who has a limb difference um, came up with a software tool. Really minimize the amount of keystrokes. She's, she only works with one hand on the keyboard. And this project moved on and she got to brief our executives, Jen LaFleurie, in our accessibility, as well as Panos in our uh, experience in the devices, so our surface division, about this particular product she was making. And the thing that was most compelling to me is. She has a limb difference, and she was explaining her needs, and she built this for herself. But the context she put it in was, it's only a matter of time that all of us have these repetitive uh, keystrokes, and it becomes tiresome, even for someone who has, you know, two limbs. And there's so many people who want that extra productivity or have issues with typing, that this could benefit them. And so it's it's those moments where you kind of think about problems differently and you're kind of, personally, my eyes were open to like, instead of pigeonholing this project, oh, this is an accessibility thing. It's like, no, this is something that all of us could use. And I loved going from that, hey, I tried to solve a problem in a small space. I did it but then it branches out and can kind of have a larger impact and can make a, a larger difference.
0: That's really cool. It's really it's nice. What about you, Jess?
2: I'm going to kind of answer it in a different way. For our nuance hackathons, the event itself is so charging and like recharging and so when we do this culmination event, you know, when it when it opens up you know, kind of like the gates are open, teams are forming, chats are happening. It's so exciting. You know, it's just this energy that's just amazing. And it reminds me and everyone that's around it, you know, how awesome it is to work and be around technologists, just put out something, you know, within a matter of days. And so, the production of the videos, and then the presentations, and just the excitement, just exuding all that passion, it all just wraps together. And it really just definitely just sends a signal of like, we're really, you know, making what matters here, you know, to us, and that we're putting that out to the rest of the organization, and potentially to the world.
0: Yeah, it's an, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what people come up with and how creative they can be. And I really hope that we see some nuance Microsoft collaborative teams together, yes. which, which would be really cool.
1: Definitely. You know,
0: make some new friends, <laughs> you know, Chris, this question is kind of for you. I know, I know about the garage just cause I'm learning more about it through this whole podcast. It sounds like this cool hipster bar yeah. or like <laughs> place to get my car fixed. That's really like cool. Um, I want you to tell us more about what it is just so people have some context especially since it is the fuel behind hackathon tell us a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. The garage our our charter is employee-led innovation. So like I said at the beginning, like my job is to help every employee across Microsoft move ideas forward. And so we are most well known because we run the company-wide hackathon. Um, but in terms of programming, we also run physical spaces. And so there's 14 garages around the world. Here in New England, we are in Cambridge, Massachusetts. In each one of those garages, the physical layout's different, but the core is the same as providing a creative space. Um, and so Hackathon, it's done, we run it with a digital tool, and it's creating space kind of. Digitally and in time for you to have an idea and create and then our physical spaces are creative spaces where you can literally have a space to be creative drop in and try new ideas. So we're always you know what the garage is is we're a program that kind of tries to bring out new ideas and the creativity and foster our cultural priority at Microsoft of having a growth mindset trying things exploring and so. We're really about creating that culture of innovation.
0: That's so cool. I mean, it it sounds like you're tinkering <laughs> in a garage, and you're, yeah, you're just trying things and coming up with stuff. With the hackathon specifically, when when someone submits their idea, what happens? Like, how does it work? Um, some of the logistics behind it, just so our audience can can understand what happens after an idea is really born.
1: Yeah. So there's so many different ways to participate in hackathon, but the first step to be getting involved is registering. And so you can register and there's two ways you can register. You can register as a hacker. My intent is that I'm going to hack on projects or you can register as a hack advisor. I don't plan on being on one project, but I want to share my expertise maybe across multiple projects and so people can reach out to you for advice. But that path of, hey, if I have an idea, you would register yourself as a hacker and then you would, the nomenclature we use, if you have an idea, you would create a project. And a project, how it manifests itself online on our tool is that you get a project page and you You are on that project page, and you get to describe your idea in many ways, whether that's imagery or with text. And then you have many settings where you can say, I'm open to having other people join my project. And so you can take that route of kind of marketing your project and saying you're open and hoping people find you. Or you can take an active approach, and you can search through everyone who's signed up to be a hacker and look at their profile and see whether they're open to invites. And so I was talking about skills and interest before. You can search through the database of everyone this year who signed up. And you're like, man, I I am planning on hacking on barbecue this year. And so you, you search for barbecue and it turns out that there's, you know, three other people and they're open to having an invite. And so you reach out. We want people to feel comfortable and so they can put themselves out there and say, yes, I'm open to other people reaching out to me. You know, there's some people who just say, no, I already know what I'm doing. I, I, I'm jumping in. Please don't invite me because I'm heads down working on this thing with this group over here. So lots of different ways you can get involved
0: That's awesome. It's it's I mean, that's the beauty too of Microsoft having so many people is that there's a lot of people to choose from
1: <laughs> it is it is amazing. the scope and scale. It's great. and And I encourage everyone to take advantage of that.
0: That sounds so cool. Jessica, I know that iCubed is planning a talk coming up soon. I was wondering if you could yes. just talk a little bit about what, um, what it's about and, and, and why we should encourage people to go to, to learn more about Hackathon.
2: Sure. Uh, it's scheduled for Wednesday, August 10th. So mark it down on your calendar. Um, it's 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. And uh, we will have Chris... Here on the podcast, actually walk through the hackbox tools and resources. There, we'll also have Hadass Vitran from the Health and Life Sciences team. Her team has done quite a few entries in the hackathon in the past years, and so um, you know, one of them being Azure Health Bot, and which actually went to product GA earlier this year. So that really shares an example of something being born. And, you know, highlighted in hackathon and then moving to products. So it's really, really cool and look forward to hearing from both of them. We have, um, Nate Bodenstab who will actually be moderating the session. Nate Yay. is like champion of our nuanced shark hacks team. And so really helping to carry the torch from the nuanced hackathon to the Microsoft hackathon. So definitely mm-hmm. mark it down in your calendars and hope you can attend.
0: That's great. I'm going to put the uh, resource below this podcast. So anyone that's interested, you can just go ahead and register right now. So thank you. Well, thank you, Chris and Jessica. This has been so great. I love talking about hackathon. I love talking about innovation. It's all related to thinking big and it's just been awesome having you on the podcast. So thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. This was great. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks think big listeners the microsoft global hackathon is coming if you have an awesome idea this is your chance to make it happen be sure to register for the upcoming iCubed talk to get a walkthrough of the microsoft hackathon platform hackbox and hear about it firsthand from previous participants chris will also share his tips and advice details are in the resources below Thank you all for listening to this Think Big podcast. If you enjoyed it, be sure to like it, and you can add a comment with your thoughts below. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time.